This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. On this episode, Mike Riley and guest Maureen Mo Lynn discuss the new levy set to impose higher property taxes in Cleveland Heights and University Heights. As an investor or homeowner in Cleveland Heights, this is an issue you want to be up to speed on. Take a listen. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley uh, with a very, very unusual podcast for the Cleveland Real Estate Investor. Um, We're recording this on a very snowy, soon-to-be-very-cold day. Um, And with me is um, Maureen Aka Mo Lin. And Mo is part of the group that is against the um, upcoming school levy tax. So this is Mo's first podcast, and hopefully not her last. But we're not going to have any problems with uh, the recording levels because Mo has a, she almost has a big, as big a voice as I do. So how are you doing there, Mo? I'm great, Mike. Thanks for having me here today. Appreciate it. And she's a Catholic schoolgirl, so she's already super opinionated. So um, we're going to talk about the school levy. So please, those of you that are listening, you know, stay with us here. It's going to be short, sweet, and to the point. Um, so Mo, how long has this been going? How long have you been working at this, this anti, anti school levy? We anticipated that the school was going to be putting on another levy, uh, back in September. We were just hearing a little bit of rumors out there from the school community that they were going to be pushing for a levy to go on the March ballot. So we actually filed for the political action committee Tiger Nation for lower taxes. Uh, Boy, great end name of, too end for of it. September. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, we are for the schools. And so that we've chose Tiger Nation because that's, you know, that is the whole community. It's not just the schools, it's the entire community of Cleveland Heights and University Heights. And, uh, you know, we just, we really think lower taxes is best for everybody in the community. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna explore that a little bit, but let me. Um, one of the themes that I want to talk about in this podcast is how Cleveland Heights is changing, and how um, you know in the last ten years since the housing crash, all sorts of inner ring suburbs um, have gone through a challenge in terms of how they maintain services, um, where they put their money. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And watching all the different communities like South Euclid, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights, Lakewood, how they have reacted to this and how they have changed and adapted is what this school levy, at least in my opinion, is about. Because the school levy has followed um, just a couple months ago was a major change in uh the community demanding that there be a mayor. And I think those people that were for a mayor are probably the same people who are against this current levy. Because it's not just whether you're for schools, against schools, whether you're for investment in schools uh, or against investment. It is my opinion that it's about new thinking. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants... Cleveland Heights to have great schools. And and I know you. Absolutely. So speak to that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think to your point, um, Cleveland Heights, University Heights has been renowned for passing a levy every four years, four to five years. I mean, they just keep doing, they just keep putting it back on the ballot, on the ballot, 
but nothing has been changing within the schools. You know, they're still overspending. The student population continues to be on a decline. And, you know, they just keep throwing these levies on the ballot. And I think the community is finally just fed up with having to continue to pay the high taxes and have these levies on there without the school making any significant changes within their structure. Now, we're both, you're a Catholic school girl, I'm a Catholic school guy, I went to St. Ignatius. Um, we're not necessarily public school uh, kids, uh, but we are for strong public schools. But as I was saying earlier, we're for strong public schools that are spending their money smartly with a strategic plan. Now, one of the things that you, your group had advocated was the state offers a consulting firm that can Correct. come in, analyze how the operation is being run, and give suggestions and recommendations how to save money. Do you want to elaborate on that? Correct. Yeah. So through the state, they offer these performance audits where they bring in a team and then they analyze the entire system. They look at the administrative costs, busing costs, just to help how the school financials are, are run as is. And then they make a series of recommendations on where there's cost savings. So this has been presented to the board several times, um, but at, at, to date they have not been receptive to actually uh, doing these audits yet. And you know, we really feel that it's important because, I mean, if they're going to keep coming back for more money without actually making an effort to do any type of cost right. savings, right? And that's, that's that, the real issue, right? And I think uh, for me, who grew up in Cleveland Heights all my life, um, you know what? If they had done that, if they had done that, hired that consulting firm that the state was offering, and Made some recommend, made some changes, took some of the recommendations, and then uh, told the community, "Look, we made these changes. We're saving some money here. We're saving some money here. We're going to need a little bit more, more money to do X, Y, and Z." I think most people would be receptive to that, but but I think to people like me who grew up in Cleveland Heights and that levy bill uh, comes along. Um, you're hearing the violin music. You're he hearing the same old, same old. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. You know, there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no, there's no strategic plan. There's no, there's no new thinking here. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, quite frankly, people are tired of that, Absolutely. especially coming on the heels of the mayoral race where there was a lot of hysteria um, for those that were uh, against a mayor, um, and it was almost like people clinging to a way of thinking that was antiquated. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what um, this is what I feel is going on with the levy. Um, now you've had you've had some pushback um, from your opponents on this, and what are the arguments they bring up? Well, I mean, their big thing is the Ed Choice scholarships because um, the way that the Ed Choice scholarships work is um, as the schools get on the state list because for whatever reason they're designated a failing school. And I don't necessarily agree with the state report cards, but it is what it is. And a lot of families have chosen to send their kids to an alternative school, a charter school, Catholic school, a Jewish school. Academy, and they, you know, because they were not happy with the schools, they are sending their kids to these private institutions. Um, however, you know, 
the cost for the elementary is forty six fifty four thousand six hundred and fifty dollars, and for the high school it's six thousand dollars. They get these vouchers that go towards that education, but at the same time the 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 amount of tax dollars that we pay, the property taxes that we are paying, and that these families are paying. All of those stay within the school. So it's only a little bit of the state money are they end up losing um, out of you know their budget when they still get all of the property taxes and they don't even have to educate these children. So they're getting, you know, they're, while the student population declines, the per student revenue within the school continues to increase. Now, one of the startling things that you brought up was Cleveland Heights is number four in the state out of how many schools? Out of 610 Okay, schools. so we're number four. For the out per of six, student, yes. Right, and spending. you know when you think of we're number one, we're number four, right, out of 610. No, we're number four out of the most money we spent per, per child. child. So it's not like the kids are getting screwed here by um, suddenly we're taking, you know, we're threatening to take away money. It's... We're already lavishly spending, and I think politically, the question has to be asked, like I said earlier, is what has the school board done to spend money smartly? Mm-hmm. And we talked about the council. Yeah, and yeah. we do not we do not see where they're doing any savings. And um, you know the the teacher counts the same as it's been you know, for the past. 10 years, they've lost 800 students in the past 10 years with very minimal decrease in the actual um, staffing within the schools. Okay, well, a lot of our investors are pleasantly surprised with the quality of home that they get for the money, but they are staggered by the property taxes that go with it. And I want to connect a dot that I don't think a lot of people are seeing, which is the connection to the the property value base in Cleveland Heights, the taxes that are drawn out there, and the vacancies. There are a lot of vacancies, vacant houses in Cleveland Heights, and all of that is tax dollars mm-hmm. that is not being collected. In fact, not only are there vacancies, but but our company knows for a fact there are people that are literally squatting in the house for a couple of years or somebody and rent, not paying their taxes and not paying the taxes mm-hmm. and the city uh, unfortunately made a strategic decision years ago to lay off people in housing and i work with the housing department all the time really hard working people some have retired some have quit um, it, they've subbed out um, work to an outside company to handle you know, property violations. But the problem of vacant houses has not been addressed. Meanwhile, all we're doing is throwing more gas on the fire by right. upping the property taxes. You, you'd ask yourself, how much money would you make, could you recover, if you would focus, instead of raising the property taxes, Correct. collecting the taxes on these vacant homes? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's a big concern, you know, why we're fighting this levy is we have, you know, we need to think of our entire community. So we have lots of elderly people that are on fixed income. Uh, you know, our poverty rate is already at 19%. So, you know, there, there's definitely a concern that people just flat out cannot afford 
to live here. Um, if this levy passes, which, by the way, is an $8.8 million levy, it will raise our taxes. We will be the number one highest taxed district in the whole state of Ohio. Oh, so we're number one in that. We, we will be, be number, number one, one. Okay. in the highest taxed community in all of the state of Ohio. We will be at 4.08% property tax. Yeah. So, you know, someone buys a $100,000 home, they got to pay over $4,000 a year just in property taxes. So in 25 years, they'll have paid as much in property taxes as the value of their home. Right, right. What um, do you do? You feel what? What's your sense out out in the community? Is this a, a Democrat Republican issue? It's totally nonpartisan. Yeah, that's been my Completely my sense. Because I speak, I let everybody know I'm a just dyed blue Democrat. So we're not going to get mired in the politics here, but so everybody knows, but. You know, I am a balanced budget Democrat. You know, Bill Clinton was my hero. He actually gave George Bush a surplus. So I'm about family values, have my own business, pay as you go, balanced budget. And it really insults my intelligence when I see that people are spending money with no strategy. Yeah, absolutely. None. Yes. So. And that's, you know, I think if we can fight this levy and not have it pass, that it will really show the school district that we're holding them accountable, that they are going to have to get in line and look to be more fiscally responsible. They're going to have to be, let's follow the thread, how we handle the housing problem in Cleveland Heights, how we handle the vision problem, which is what Mm -hmm. the mayor was about, and how we handle the school problem. These are all connected to a new way of thinking through the problems. If I got any kind of sense that the people that were for this levy had new ideas and new ways of spending the money, short of just follow, you know, covering the usual bill, um, I'd be for it. But I don't see that. And that, that's got to stop. That kind of thinking has to stop. Yeah. So whether you're Democrat or Republic, Republican, I know everybody... Everybody that I've met who is saying no on issue 26 loves Cleveland Heights. Absolutely. They want to stay there. Look at ask yourself if they didn't if they were invested emotionally going out knocking on doors, street signs. You know what? If they didn't love Cleveland Heights, you know what they would do? Move. Mm-hmm. They would move. Yep. I agree. To yeah. a low and, tax suburb. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean that then that that is true. I mean everybody loves this community and i think that's why the passion has been out there to fight this levy because they see the destruction and the devastation that it can do to all of our residents when you when you're the highest taxed community in the whole state of ohio right okay now final thoughts so where can people go mo it's www.tigernation4 the number 4 lowertaxes.com. So there's a lot of great information, a lot of data, statistics, um, numbers that you can pull from that website and just really um, be aware of what is happening within the school district and, um, you know, how, how, can we, how can we be more responsible? How can we put them accountable to uh, spend our tax dollars more wisely? Right, and I think if this levy is defeated... What it does, it begins a new conversation. 
Absolutely. It do, it's not ending. It's not like these kids are going to get thrown out in the street. It begins a new conversation and challenges the thinking that's been going on for way too long in the city we both want to succeed. Yes. All right, Mo, great having right, you Mike. here. Go, let's let's play our theme song after this. All right, thanks, everybody. Right, thanks, Mike. Okay. All right, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Follow us on your favorite streaming platform and stay tuned for the next episode. 